take it. and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's get right to it. All right, it's time for the Ryan and Goodman pod. Goodman is really busy. He's doing the whole college basketball thing. I'm going to do my best to fill in, but this just means more FaceTime and more airtime for Bob Ryan. Bob, we had a lot to talk about today here. Uh, the, we've talked about Simmons. You've been adamant. You don't want to trade Jalen Brown for Simmons. But what do you think about There's a report out there that that's a possibility. Some other reports have been shooting it down. Your thoughts? We have discussed all year uh, about the Simmons-Tatum quandary, if you will. Not Simmons, excuse me. The Brown-Tatum quandary, if you will. Ideally, uh, that that they need to play together better than we've seen, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, I understand that, uh, in theory, you were importing a point guard who would facilitate matters theoretically for the Celtics, remove Marcus Smart from his ball handling duties, let him be Marcus Smart. Which and, and not have this additional worry, uh, uh, even though he seems to like embrace it, it's not his job. Anyway, okay, I understand all that. However, Ben Simmons is a oddity unlike any in the 75-year history of the NBA. Ben Simmons, uh, there's never been a player of consequence, uh, and an all-star level consequence, all-star participant, all-defensive team, etc., who has got such a monumental flaw in his game. Now, we've had big men in the past who couldn't shoot free throws, most notably Shaq, and there were others, even worse, believe me, that weren't as good as he, is, he was at all. Wilton is prime, you know, with Buddhists, you know. Okay, fine. Uh, we've had that. Nothing below center like this. Only isolated occurrences. George McGinnis, at the end of his career, uh, developed a free throw phobia to the extent that he wouldn't even go to the basket so he wouldn't get fouled. And it, it basically caused a, brought a premature end to his career. Um, but that's isolated. This is a alleged, nobody calls him a point guard, but he's a point guard. He's 6'9". He doesn't, you know, and, and he handles the ball and he runs the team and, and fine. But what he did, he's a de- he became a detriment to his team in the most important games of the year last year, had to be removed. He shot 34% from the foul line in the playoffs. And he passed famously passed up, not he's supposed to be an inside guy, even passed up a dunk at a propitious moment against the Hawks last year, which shocked everybody. He's got a problem. Now, if he were a rookie and this was what's happening, you'd say, well, there's time to iron it out. He'll, he'll, he'll fix it. They'll help him fix it. He's not a rookie. He's deep into his career now. I know he's still young, but he's still he's four or five years into his career. And and this and he's and he's digging in. Apparently, there's been all kinds of offseason trouble. Uh, you know, he's he cited mental health. Oh God, we don't want to touch that third rail. Fine, right. more power to him. But if, then there's reports that he's resisting uh, treatment or 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 they're, they're, what they are proposing to help him. He has a right to do that. I understand. But do you want to fool with this? Well, let's break it down. I mean, Bob, let's have to I, I, Bob, you're right. I mean, I understand. But let's let's break it down and let's look at We have time. 
you know, this is regular TV. There's, <laughs> there's nobody saying rap, you know? So let's break it down because we'll take a look at the different angles. Okay. So Jalen Brown, to me, the Jalen Brown Tatum thing's not going to work. You know, Marcus Smart is another whole other kettle of fish, right? Um, but the Tatum Brown thing just isn't going to work for whatever reason. It just seems when one's on, the other's off, and the other's on, the other's off, and they can't succeed successfully together. Plus, Browns hurt all the time. So you sit there and you say, okay, are the Celtics going to win a title with this group? It doesn't look it. Now, Tatum is a guy that needs the ball to score. The one thing that you mentioned about Simmons is he can't pass the ball, and he doesn't like to pass the ball. So let's go outside the box. Swing to the fences. If you're Brad, you're sitting there. These guys aren't going to win it together. I've tried. He's coached it. I don't know if it's going to work. If you get Simmons, and if Ime, right, who knows the guy, can reach him, I know it's like buying a lottery ticket. But is there something there? If, if See, there's so many ways to look at this. If, I'm, I'm thinking that if Doc couldn't reach him, I don't know who's going to reach him. Well, that's a good point. Doc's, Doc's a people yeah. guy. He's a bright guy. He's, yeah. he under, you know, he's seen so much. He's, what hasn't he seen? And going back to, you know, his rookie year, which I believe was 82, 83. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's a, anyway, I just think he's a special guy. And I, I just don't, if he couldn't unlock this, uh, I well, don't know. Take Simmons. All right, let's talk about, okay. Simmons right now doesn't like to shoot. Okay. So if you don't have Marcus, if Brown's gone and you have Simmons running the point with Tatum, would their offense be any worse? How many? Well, I don't know. How many? Well, who are you going to replace? I, I just, who are you going to replace Tatum with? The, you know, Al, Brown. Al no, Brown's gone. I mean, no, I mean, right. I mean, I mean Brown. I mean, Brown. I mean, yeah, Brown. but if you said, if you said you're bringing in Simmons, Simmons runs the offense. His job is to get the ball to Tatum. It's Tatum's team. He's got to score every night. All the pressure's on him, right? And then Marcus, maybe you deal him. Right. And then it becomes the Simmons and Tatum okay. show. Would okay. they be worse off than they are now? Well, I, I, don't, know. I don't see how to, I, I would think so myself. I, I mean, they're in uh, 11th place. You know what I mean? Well, I know it, it, eight games into the season and, and they and three of the games were winnable. And, and I'm, you know, I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking. And I'm not giving up on Brown and Tatum because we've they've gone too far already. They've gone to finals. So the conference I know, finals. I know. And, I and just, I just, it's like. I just I understand, Bob. I, would, I, 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 it's a lot to, Brown is the key because I think Tatum, Brown's the key because we don't know what's going on in his head in terms of the fact that last year he had a big breakthrough year, breakthrough year, made the all-star team, averaged 24 points a game, elevated his status. He was always known as a good defensive player. Suddenly he's, he's now he's scoring mid twenties, which is a big deal. Right. Um, but he's not Jason Tatum. Is it Bob? Is he trying to be Jason, you know, He's, he's and, and is he resign? Can he resign himself to the idea that he's not Jason Tatum? Maybe I not. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure that that can't happen. But, but you asked the question. You remove him. Where are those points coming from? Was Tatum going to average forty? No. No. He's not going to average forty. Where, 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 where's it coming from? Unless uh, you know, you know, I'm a big believer that Neesmith should be playing more. But, but you know, there must be some reason why he isn't. I'm not sure what it is what he's not doing in practice. Well, I, think, I think we both agree if there's a way you could pull off this deal and keep Brown and Tatum then I think it's worth but it. But there's no no you're not going to be able to get but, but the other thing is this though we have to there's so much it's just how many times did we mention this and the offs I'll say it for the thousandth time 
in the offseason we just got went through, with all the myriad of NBA issues that were possible to talk about, the one that fascinated me the most and I thought was the number one thing for me, what, if anything, is the market value for Ben Simmons? Yeah. Given the odd nature, to be polite, odd nature of his game. Okay. Which the whole world got to see the ramifications of his of his foibles last year. And Doc had to get him out of the damn game. You know, okay. So who everybody who saw it. So Dow Morey now has to trade him, supposedly. Uh, what's he going to get for him? Well, apparently now, you would, he, I, we don't know for sure. Rumors were, I was looking for three number ones, this and that. But that that's not verifiable. You know, we don't know what he really was asking for. Right. Nor do we know if he, that was just a negotiating starting point, you know, kind of thing. And we'll go from there, uh, uh, kind of thing. But what is the market value for him? I, 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 well, they're trying I, to set it. They're trying to set it with Brown. But it's, yeah. it, to me, I find it fascinating because I find it intriguing and fascinating because I do wonder what a change of scenery would do for Simmons. Okay, let's move on right now. I just want to say what I think about the 76ers who were playing pretty well and are eight and two as we speak. Well, they got a guy. All right, look, I've been a fan of Maxi, Tyrese Maxi, since I first yeah. saw him in Kentucky. And he's getting a chance to play. And I think he's, he's not, he may never be an all, I don't know. He may be an all star. He may be Jalen Brunson level. He may be, uh, I was going to say Mike Conley level because he gets paid $30 million a year, but he might be Mike Conley someday, Maxi. They may have a, they may be doing very fine, do just fine with Maxi this year. We'll see. Well, that was, my, I was going to say, the Sixers are right now are eight and two. As we speak, they're on top of the division and top of the conference. Yeah. And Doc Rivers, I want to talk about Doc because I've had many arguments over Doc lately. Um, I think he's a terrific coach. I think someday I'd love to see him in the Hall of Fame as a coach. I don't, I mean, he's the ten, he's the tenth guy to get a thousand wins. Yeah, he's got to get a thousand. He's got a thousand. Yeah, he's got a thousand wins. So I got to tell you. So I'm asking you: Is he overrated or is he underrated? Well, you're asking. You know, it's a tough one for me because I'm a I'm a docophile. I'm, I'm a, so am I. I mean, a big what? one, and and I consider him, if not a friend, it's certainly a very good acquaintance. And I really, you know, I like my relationship with him. I'll put it that way. Um, he may, he got to be a bit overrated by even, I may, I may have overrated him for a while, you know, so I don't think he's underrated. No, I don't think at all. I think he's proven. I think he's, you know, the, the, the thing, he's got one thing hang, you know, hanging over his head is that people expected more out of the Clippers and right. he lost, he has lost more seventh games than any coach in history. That's a, that's, that is not, you know, his teams have lost more seventh games under his tutelage than any coach in history. That's not a thing you like to have. That's not number one, your leading, leading thing on your resume that you want on your resume. You know, you got to those seventh games. A lot of coaches never got that far, but he did get them. And he's got more seventh game losses than anybody. He's got the one championship, uh, you know, and now we all know. Now, however, counter argument, uh, you know, what ifs and ands and candy butts and all that stuff. But you and I know, Gary, that in 909, the next year, they were even better than they were. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, KG got hurt. Right. Period. Well, they were, they were, they were going to win another one. They didn't have it. They were going to win another one. And then in 10, they're up three to two, and her Perkins gets hurt. And after loafing all year and, 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 and you know, collecting the paychecks, Rashid, they needed one game out of them, and they couldn't get it. Right. 
they couldn't get it. They needed a game out of him, couldn't get it. They could have won three in a row very easily, and certainly two. And then I think we wouldn't be having any further discussion about Doc's Hall of Fame credentials. Well, I still sit there, and you know, I've always been a fan of Danny as a GM overall. I know the Kyrie thing is kind of he's taking some hit, taking he's taking some he took some hits lately on his way out the door. Uh, but you know, Perkins doesn't get traded if they stick with Perk that season. And as opposed to going with Shaq, maybe they wouldn't win there too. So there's no question that he was close to either a second or a third one here. Absolutely. My, my thing with Doc, where I think he gets a, a, an unfair shake, is with the Clippers, is you had a racist owner who shook the foundation of the franchise. You know, and that can't be understated. It's Doc that, became, I mean, Doc that was, was a mess. Everything fell on his shoulders at yeah. that point. Yeah, he's a, he's the face of the team. He's the spokesperson for the team. He's gotta he's gotta make you know not to make excuses, but he's gotta dance around the fact that that Sterling was Sterling and all that. Yeah, and you know, who knows? Yeah, there were a lot of ramifications to that. It, it was an un, very un, uh, unnatural situation, uh, you know. So I, absolutely, um, I give him a pass for the Clippers. I give him a pass because, and I I have had arguments. People said he he he. he didn't get the job done with the Clippers. He choked with the Clippers. And I said, guys, you got to understand something. With players in the NBA, with players with the way they're viewing owners now, and believe me, if I was a player, you know, if I'm a player and I'm a person of color, you know, if I'm, you know, and, and, and I look at some of these owners and the way that they behaved, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Which brings me to the next question. I want to talk about Robert Starber. He's the guy with the Suns. And we all know, I mean, you can't have this language. I mean, this is terrible. All people need to be treated equal. You cannot speak ill about various ethnicities, and you shouldn't. It's just wrong. But this guy continues to bully people, allegedly racist remarks, sexist remarks. So we all know that's bad. There's no controversy. (laughs) But I wonder, Bob, will the NBA have to vet owners to a greater degree down the road to the point where they even look into their past when it comes to opinions, when it comes to things that they say? And will the PA get involved when somebody's trying to enter the league? Well, they're going to have this. With the scrutiny that this is getting and, and the, uh, you know, on top of the, we just came out of the mess of, of Sterling not too, too, too long ago. Uh, perhaps it's the case. That's true. Remember, though, that the it's you're asking the other type of people that make up the composed the ownership uh, to pass that judgment because, you know, the teams get approved, you know, on, by other owners, I got new owners approved by other yeah. owners. You know, and you know, there, there's a certain amount of empathy that these billionaires have for each other. I would guess, and uh, there might be some rivalries too with certain businesses, but obviously, but but still, it's a good question. But meanwhile, how much influence uh, can the league exert when, after all, commissioners are still at the employees of the owners? You know, well, so, that's it. and it's. I mean, out of all the leagues, the NBA is a players' league. The NBA, the players wield a lot of power, and I'm fine. Yeah, with that. And yeah, and, and, and so fine. they're the stars. They're the money makers. Good, you know. If a player, I'm one of those guys. If a player can navigate where he goes, where he wants to go, it's America. God bless him. I just wonder now. Yeah, I, I think there'll be further scrutiny on who people are. Yeah, I think, and I hope there is. Out about it, and and certainly the the players' association should should try to, you know rattle their saber as much as they can to right. see how it's yeah. All right. So um, last year, when I, I wondered about Steph Curry, you know, because last year I was like, is Steph Curry a Kevin Durant? Is Steph Curry, you know, a LeBron James? Is he a guy? Does he, you know, is he a guy alone that can bring a team to the top? 
And I think, you know, this year, the Warriors are off and running. I mean, they have the best league. They have the best record in the league as we speak, you know, at eight to one. So, you know, your opinion of a Steph Curry is a true franchise player. And, are, you know, are we going to see a Warrior championship before Kevin Durant wins a title in New Jersey or Brooklyn? Um, they're off to a surprisingly good start. And, and um, they're, they're still talking about Thompson coming back, right, by January. Yeah. And, and, and one of the reasons they are, Jordan Poole, who certainly – it's not a household name is off to a terrific start helping, helping Curry. Damian Lee said some games too. And people don't know who he is either. I mean, I, I was, I had to go refresh myself as who the hell Damian Lee was, you know, Draymond, Draymond Green is shooting quietly 57% from the floor. I looked that up, you know, and he does his thing. Um, I still not totally, I got to watch him play more because I, I, I want to see how they're doing all this. Meanwhile, Curry has had a couple of curious games in which, uh, he's, he hasn't scored in the fourth quarter. Now, one of them, it was a garbage game. He didn't have to, but there were a couple of day one that actually he had all his points, 30 some points in the first three quarters. I don't know what that was all about and didn't score in the fourth. But he's, he's, uh, he's still at the peak of his powers, even though he's over 30 now. He's the greatest shooter of all time. Nobody has ever been able to shoot from that distance with that degree of consistency, get his own shot uh, anytime he wants from that distance. Uh, you know, these, to, to me, it's begin. The discussions begin with him. I, I wonder about the Nets. You know, when I saw how well the, the Warriors were off, and the fact that you know Thompson still hasn't come back yet. You mentioned Jordan Poole. You know, uh, uh, Draymond doesn't do anything. Well, he, he's he's quietly shooting that. I mean, I I've never heard the word quietly used to describe him, but I understand what you're saying. I just wonder now if the Warriors would win before Durant and the Nets, and I'm kind of rooting for it. I mean, I don't dislike Kevin Durant. But I'm like, damn, dude, you had a good deal in Golden State. Why'd you have to leave? You know, so kind of room for the Warriors to get there before him. Because I, I don't know. We're, 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 all we can do is play armchair psychologists. I think he was stunned at the at the scope of the negative reaction to his going to Golden State. He was he was not ready for that backlash that people simply perceived him as piling on rather than sticking it out in OKC, you know, and 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 or and doing that. Um, and that they when he went to Golden State, it, it was it was a pile on thing. To, and I, he, he was, you know, he, he had every personal right to go live where he wanted to live with this, all that stuff. Fine. I read, you know, I remember a big SI article about him trying to, you know, his best to explain himself in that regard, but he never, he, he, so now, okay, I'll show you, but then he's going to, I'll get out of there, but he's going to another one, you know, I can win without those guys, but now he's going to play with, with, uh, well, no, he went there first. I'm sorry. Now, and he recruits, he recruits, Kyrie. Right. Oh, yeah. He recruits Kyrie. And, yeah. and, and, and I don't know to, to what extent he recruited Harden, but he definitely recruited Kyrie. Well, I think uh, let me just say, he's, a, uh, he's not a bad person. He's a, no. a, a sensitive guy. There's no question about it. He, uh, and, and he's not a dumb guy either. And, and uh, uh, he, he, you know, he's a little bit a little complicated in that regard. Let me say this. At this point in time, there isn't, there's, it's a consensus belief, and I subscribe to it. He is the best player in the in the world right now. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I actually I, I find him a little frustrating. He is complicated, but I loved his effort last year. I felt bad for him. He was all alone in the playoffs. The other two, MIA. He's he's really, 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 really good, and and um, it's, it's it's to the point where you know he's pushing. 
he's knocking, you know, making me revise my, my all-time starting five, you know, I got to worry about, should I, do I have to bump Larry? For him, I, I oh whoa oh god, Robert. Do I? I'm just oh. gonna be honest. And, oh. You know, nobody loves Larry more than I do. But I'm just gonna say I would have to listen to an oh, argument. Oh, oh, I'd have to listen. I'd have to listen to someone wanting to make that argument. Well, I will stick up for Larry. Oh, LeBron. 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 It's easy. I'll well, start Oh, excuse me, but I kind of have a hard time figuring out where the hell LeBron is. I mean, you can. Well, make he's got the ball all the time now, and he's a surrogate point guard. But if you were going to construct the all-time team, he would not be the point guard. The no, point he'd be guard a guard. Is, okay, who's the all-time team? Then? So you, so right now you got Bird, LeBron, and who else? Oh, it's Michael and Magic's the backcourt, and then the center. Let the arguments begin. There's three candidates for depending yeah, on who you, who you love. It's Russell, Wilton, Kareem. Nothing's ever changed. It's still one of those three. And, I mean, I, man, I love Russ, but man, Kareem, I, 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 I'd have to go. If only we could have seen what would have happened. To, you know, he, Kareem's rookie year was the year after Russell. He, he came in I know. the year after Russell left. He did play against Wilt, and and um, he had – it was a good standoff, trade-off thing. It's a matter of – yeah, Wilt had a rebound year against him. The year after they won, Wilt outplayed him the following year in the playoffs. At, at, at Wilt's advanced stage, he did outplay him uh, that uh, in, in uh, '72 after Kareem won a championship in '71. Right. Yeah. I mean, anyway, there's your team. The four fifths of it to me is unarguable. Your backcourt is still Michael and Magic, and your forwards right. are Brian and Larry. Uh, but uh, you know, I can see people thinking that they want to make uh, Durant is awful good. He's a great player. He's a great. I get it. It pains me so, but I, I totally get it. Okay, Robert, maybe next week, Mr. Goodman, Mr. College Basketball Snob will join us. I don't know. Well, I'm going to be going to New York myself to see that doubleheader at the Garden uh, on t- uh, Tuesday night. The Any night thoughts? November. Well, it's the beginning of the Coach K farewell tour. Uh, my big curiosity is going to be looking at Kentucky because Coach Cal has reinvented himself again. This time, oh, it's all about transfers? Well, I'll get my transfers. You know, first it was about four-star recruits and, you know, and, and, and now it's about five-star recruits. Now it's about transfers. And, right. and he's going to have a, uh, a lot of transfers playing prominent roles in addition to a couple of blue chippers from, you know, the class of, you know, this year's class. So I'm curious to see them more than anything. And, uh, but you've got Izzo, Self, Calipari, and Coach K. Banging heads tomorrow night. Uh, I love Izzo. Izzo is one of my favorite coaches. I heard to play for him is a nightmare. I mean, a nightmare. I mean, he's so tough, but I love Izzo. Izzo's my favorite coach. All five feet, six of them? Yeah. Oh, I do. I love him, though. I mean, I love his teams. I mean, Michigan, I just, that guy, dude, man, he's my favorite college coach. Uh, Bob Ryan, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week.